While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. We have just witnessed a scene which is full of drama. Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. Then he took the cup with wine and shared it with his disciples, saying, Drink from it, all of you. From there he went to Gethsemane and then to Calvary with its blood, sweat, and tears. It is the core action of our Mass. There is a lot of pain and violence and spilt blood, but it did not begin like that. Let us go back a few thousand years before that final meal, Jesus and his disciples. Today we celebrate the Last Supper as Holy Thursday. You and I were there because as disciples, we were invited to this intimate meal. Now I invite you to go back further in time. It is the time of Abraham. We welcome you as we carry loaves of bread and jugs of wine. We are not going to a party, but a celebration. In our modern times, we immediately associate bread and wine with the Eucharist. But of course, that was not always so. And King Melchizedek of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, maker of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. There was another man who also brought bread and wine thousands of years ago. His name was Melchizedek. He was both king and priest. As we just heard, he was the king of Salem, a place we now call Jerusalem. Today it's a bustling city filled with believers of three major religions. But thousands of years ago, Jerusalem or Salem, as it was known, was probably a small hill with a few dozen families living on its slopes. When we say Melchizedek was king, he was likely the patriarch of those families. But folklore also designates him as priest. As priest, he would offer sacrifice. For this purpose, he brought bread and wine, the staple food of the time. So where did all the sacrifice of lambs and goats and heifers come into play? Why do we have all this blood? Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, for his part, brought of the firstlings of his flock their fat portions. 
Right from the beginning of time, people offered their best to the Lord. Cain offered the best of the fields. Abel offered a young kid from the flock. Many centuries later, Abraham appeared on the scene. At that time, the sacrifice of animals was a vital part of the tradition and forms of worship of Egyptian, Sumerian, Assyrian, and Babylonian civilizations. Blood flowed plentifully. Blood was the sign of life. The shedding of blood meant a sacrifice of life. Life was the best gift that one could offer to their gods. This was their belief. The future Jewish people must have seen the sacrifices. They must have noticed the awe and the mystery involved. They also desired to give their very best to the Lord. So they imitated the sacrifice of lambs and goats. When did the sacrifice of animals come to an end for the Jews? The Jews continued to sacrifice animals even in the time of Jesus. Remember the cleansing of the temple by Jesus in John chapter 2? The Passover of the Jews was near. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. In 70 Anno Domini AD, the Temple of Jerusalem was destroyed for the third and final time. It would never be rebuilt again. The killing and the sacrifice of animals came to an end with the destruction of the temple. With the background of the priest in mind, we come to the sacrifice of the Mass. It all began because God wanted to be a part of our lives. When Bible writers wanted to describe God's care for humankind, they looked around for a metaphor. They took the example from what they saw around them. In the neighboring countries, they saw benevolent and good kings. These kings made a royal grant treaty with the people. I, as your king, will provide you with food, clothes, and shelter. You, on your part, will side with me rather than the enemy in the time of war. God was like these kings, but only better. Through the prophets, God said to them, You will be my people, and I will be your God. I will make a covenant with you. However, when God made this covenant with the people, God knew that God was going to do the work all the time. God would gain nothing in return. The people would be the total beneficiaries. The Jewish people would remember this covenant at the Passover meal. For when I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I promised on oath to their ancestors, 
and they have eaten their fill and grown fat, they will turn to other gods and serve them, despising me and breaking my covenant. The Bible tells us that the Israelites often broke the covenant. They experienced natural disasters. Their limited understanding told them that it was a punishment by God for breaking the covenant. At that time, they should have just gone back to keeping the Torah or the laws of the covenant. But they imitated what they saw in their pagan neighbors. Their neighbors offered bloody sacrifices of goats and lambs. The Jews would do the same. God would simply say, yet even now, Return to me with all your heart. God did not need the blood of animals, for God was their creator. Thousands of years later, we too think that we can appease God by saying the rosary, offering masses, lighting candles, going on pilgrimages. These are all holy and good things, but God does not need them. God says to us at each Mass, as God said to the people of Israel, come back to me with all your heart. This is the core of the Mass we celebrate it today.